Hi, I'm Katie, and I've been an educator for over 20 years, from paraprofessional to 10 years as a classroom teacher, to principal to district administrator, I've done it all. Being an educator right now is challenging, to say the least. No matter the role, we can find ourselves overwhelmed and stressed out. I've been there, and I found the secret to a work-life balance that improved my life. Join me in discovering simple secrets that will help you step away from the noise and improve your life. Welcome back, amazing educators. Thank you for joining me today. I was listening to something this week. I was listening to a podcast from one of my business coaches, and he was talking about a concept that I actually wanted to know more about. I thought it was really, really fascinating. He was talking about negativity bias and how that plays a part in how we think uh, and how we act. And I... I was really interested in knowing more about it because the little bit he talked about uh, sounded a lot like mindset work, right? A lot of the things that we're talking about here. And so I dug in a little more and I went to research because I am a bit of a research nerd. I love looking things up. I love mindset work and finding the research and evidence around you know, how we actually have an impact on how we think. So I looked up negativity bias and I looked up about a three different uh, research articles around it. And one of the research articles by Vaish Grossman and Woodward described negativity bias as the propensity to attend to, learn from, and use negative information far more than positive information. And that's exactly how the coach I was listening to was describing it. And I thought, okay, so let's learn some more about that. You know, like, how does that play a part uh, in adult mindset? And so I looked, did some more digging and found another article by Mueller-Pinsler et al. And what they were showing was uh, that there is bias towards negative information when people are perceiving an opportunity to adapt their performance during learning. So when they're trying to do something they think they already know how to do, they are using more negative feedback um, and resisting, and they tied that to lower self-esteem and things like that. Uh, people who have lower self-esteem tend to look for the negative feedback or you know, find no matter how much positive feedback somebody gives them as they're learning something new, if they say one negative or more constructive feedback, that person takes it as a negativity and that's what they kind of use as their evidence not to make change. And I thought, wow, that was really fascinating. And then I came across Hansen, um, who in 2012 was writing. Um, and uh, in his article, he said that uh, research shows that scientists believe that our brain has like a built-in negativity bias. So that as we've evolved over these millions of years, you know, our primitive brain, here we go talking about our primitive brain again, um, was used to looking for threats, right? You know, dodging wild animals and staying safe and uh, looking for uh, ways to uh, keep alive versus uh, things that they needed to do that they found joy in. Uh, so, 
it was a lot more important for them to be super hyper aware of the more negative things around them. And that has evolved in that uh, piece of um, primitive brain and primitive uh, reaction, if you will, stays with us and we've just modernized it. So in current day, uh, we find that uh, again, this is Hansen who says that it typically takes five good interactions to make up for a single bad one. And I thought, wow, you know, how does that play out in my life? And so I went back and listened to the podcast from my coach again. And one of the questions or little activities he had us do was to think about the most recent negative experience you had and see how fast it takes you to think about that. And right away, like instantaneously, I came up with something. And I thought, okay, well, <laughs> that was easy. Uh, and then he said, okay, now think about the last time you felt truly joyful and see how long that takes you. And what I found myself doing, and after we did the activity, it matched completely with what he said. What I started doing was negating positive things, looking for the single thing that gave me joy. So I thought about, oh, I had just walked on the beach uh, the day before. And it's like, oh, no, no, that was, you know, that was just a walk on the beach that, you know, I wasn't truly joyful. Uh, then I was thinking about, okay, well, what about having the kids and the grandkids over? I'm like, yes, but remember how the grandkids were a little cranky. So was that truly joyful? Do you see the pattern that I noticed in my thinking? Because I did right away. I started instantly negating things that I really did find joy in, in the moment, searching for something that had a much bigger impact. But when I thought about something negative, it was instantaneous. And right away, it was like, oh yeah, I had this interaction with this person that didn't go well. So super easy. Think about what we are, are, are surrounded with on a daily basis. Social media. Think about social media. I bet we can find five negative posts to one positive post in our, in our social media, no matter what platform we use. Turning on the TV. How often, especially if we're watching the news, do they portray negative things versus positive things in their reporting? Again, we are surrounded and bombarded with negativity at every turn. And our primitive brain looks for those things very easily. And it's like, yep, there it is, there it is, there it is. So what we have to think about is going back to Hansen's uh, claim that it takes five good interactions to make up for a single bad one. What do we do, right? Because this really impacts our lives. It impacts us in being able to move forward with our goals and being able to have that true growth mindset if we're constantly having this negativity bias play out in our lives. So something that we can do to offset this is to really focus on the ABCs of awareness, just like I teach you, right? A is for awareness, B, breaking down barriers, C, creating new thoughts and habits. So let's work through the ABCs 
in light of negativity bias. So A is being aware. So we have to be aware of these thoughts. When we're thinking things, we need to really be aware of how we're approaching this and ask ourselves a question. Is negativity bias at play here? That right away will get our brains thinking, oh, let's look. Are, are the thoughts that we're having right now more negative or more positive? And if we can realize that by focusing on things that are more positive, we can um, realize that we can create some new thinking. So that awareness comes first, that awareness that, whoa, this negativity bias is playing a role in how I'm approaching, whether it's my goals, whether it's my work, whether it's my relationships with others, there's negativity bias at play here. Then I can start looking at the barrier. Well, negativity bias is the barrier in and of itself. It is the negative, that focus on negative thinking and negative outcomes uh, that often presents, uh, prevents us from moving forward. So then we can get right away to the C, which is creating that new thinking. So here are some tips for creating new thinking. And the first one is really to look for the good. And often that, again, takes some intentionality and purpose. When I think about things that are happening in the world right now with world events and whether it's in our country or, or in the world, you can see this negativity bias taking place. So how can we look for the good? And I think back to one of my role models in life, and don't chuckle at me, but you might, Fred Rogers. Mr. Rogers has always been a role model for me. Anytime I think about how do I want to model myself? Who do I want to model myself after? Mr. Rogers is one of those people. And one of the quotes that he said was, in times when there is great stress and things are happening poorly around you, look for the helpers. Look for the helpers because they're always there and there are often way more helpers than there are people who are trying to hurt us. So that helps me as I look forward, as I look at uh, things that are happening in our world and in our country. Who are the people that are trying to help this situation and realize that they are there and focus on them? Another thing to do is to practice daily gratitude. And I've said this before, this is something that is part of my daily practice. I start each and every day answering the question, what am I grateful for today? And ending my day with what was I grateful for today? Because the more we focus on gratitude, the harder it is to focus on negativity. And you still need to move your brain. And I will tell you, have to redirect those thoughts. That awareness piece takes practice because sometimes it is so subconscious in our minds, we're not even aware we're thinking it. But try to be as aware as you can and practice that daily gratitude and see if you can get to a point where you are practicing in a way where you're finding gratitude in something different twice a day. So your gratitude in the morning may be, I'm so grateful for a really good and restful night's sleep. And at the end of the day, I'm grateful for all the interactions I had with people today that were all focused on the same outcome that I was focused on. And then the next day you find two new things to be grateful for. The more we practice gratitude, the more we can combat that negativity bias in our lives.
The third thing that I would like for us to consider is to live more in the moment. Often we don't live in the moment. We're living in the future. We're living in the past. We're not living in the moment. And we're all guilty of that. Uh, On my daily uh, walks, I try to get outside, out in nature, and breathe some fresh air. But even on my walks, I find my brain um, going off into things I have to get done later in the day or problems that I'm trying to problem solve from earlier in the day or previous days. And I'm not enjoying the walk in the moment, being grateful for being able to move my body, being able to breathe fresh air, to live in one of the most beautiful settings on earth. If I can focus my brain on staying in the moment at those times, I can relive that joy over and over again. Times I spend with my family, with my children, with my grandchildren, just really soaking up and being in the moment and taking mental pictures of all the joy that I'm having during those times. It doesn't have to be anything extravagant. It can be sitting in a quiet room and thinking about, wow, just this opportunity to relax. It can be living in the moment. I had time today to take a nap and rest my body. I can find joy in those things. Those activities help my brain focus on gratitude rather than negativity. So looking for the good in those around us and other people's actions in our own actions, daily gratitude, practicing that daily gratitude, and really focusing on living in the moment are three ways that we can combat negativity bias in our lives or that propensity to attend to, learn from, and use negative information far more than positive information, as Vaish Grossman and Woodward described in their study. So think about how we use our ABCs of being aware of breaking down barriers and creating new habits and thinking as you learn more about negativity bias. And again, I gave you some of the research um, that is out there and you are welcome. And I encourage you, if you're interested in this, to find out more, find out how negativity bias plays a part in your life and see if you can't continue that mindset work to be aware, break down that barrier and create some new thinking. That's all I have for you today. I hope you are having an amazing day, a grateful and joyous life. Again, I'm Katie Barrett. Please email me, Katie, K-A-T-I-E, at thejoyfuleducatorllc.com. Let me know what you think about this, how negativity bias plays out in your life and what you're doing to work on that. Find me and some resources at thejoyfuleducatorllc.com. And again, I'm Katie Barrett. Thank you so much for joining me. I appreciate each and every one of you. Thank you for listening. Drop a comment or leave a review. And I will talk to you next week. Live joyfully.